foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. We've been spending the past few weeks discussing the things that stunt our spiritual growth. Things like anxiety and anger. Now, anger, Janie, is always tied to our expectations somehow. And when our expectations aren't met, we store up anger. It comes out in different ways, but... Well, Sharon, when the comfort of our environment has ceased and there's a new trip in town, <laughs> we get angry. So stop and think about life begins at conception in the womb. Mm -hmm. And as that baby is being formed, it never <laughs> has to say, I'm hungry. No, it has a cord that is attaching it to a 24-7 comfort of taking nourishment Supply. as yeah. it needs. Okay. It never has to wail about a dirty diaper. Mm -hmm. uh, the body is processing everything that that baby needs in the womb. It can sleep when it wants to. It can kick and, and have activity when it wants to. And it's thinking as it develops. I don't understand all of the complexities of the nine months in the womb. But I do know when it's time for that baby to make a transition and be physically into a new environment of world, what's the first thing that baby receives? Pain. <laughs> it gets through the birth canal, and then what does the doctor or the midwife do? Slaps it on its behind so it'll start to breathe. I imagine the first emotion that child feels is anger. Okay. All right? Okay. So you can see that we are have an abrupt adjustment, and anger is probably one of the first emotions that we sense. Mm -hmm. And you see that even in the cute little babies when they do rebellious things, showing independence and irritation right. when the parent goes against them. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about what was the first outburst of anger in the Bible. We can go back to Genesis 4, 5 through 7. Right. Do you want me to read it? So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. Okay, those last four words, five words, but you must master it. So the Lord has given provisions for us to not use anger as an excuse or a valid reason on why we can live irritated, frustrated, aggravated with one another. 
Right. Okay. Okay. And so I know we've mentioned in the past, and we will mention it again today, that the only right use of anger is when we are angry at sin in ourselves and others because of dishonoring God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. And it, it, it does grieve the Holy Spirit when we have outbursts of wrath and it affects our life. Corrupt communication coming out of our mouth, as Ephesians four twenty nine tells us not to, those are grievous to the Holy Spirit and stunts our spiritual growth. Well, you know what we've talked about in the past, Sharon, and that is that the Holy Spirit is here to guide us into all truth, to uh, give us what we need to walk daily here. And the Holy Spirit chooses to work through our conscience. Mm -hmm. So stop and think what anger does to your conscience. Your conscience is going to be grieved, and that's going to affect our ability to even discern our anger and what to do with it. Because when the Holy Spirit is grieved because the conscience is convicted, then you do result in confusion. What is right? What is wrong? Mm. So our anger can mess up our whole daily walk because of how we are grieving the Holy Spirit. Because we're not hearing. That's right. Quenching the Spirit, grieving the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that function comes from our conscience, which Mm -hmm. needs to be remain clear to hear what the Spirit has to say. So how do we recognize if we are angry? Because we've used many different words to describe how we feel. We feel overwhelmed. We feel aggravated, irritated. You know, we feel all these frustrations, you know, those sorts of things. But at the root of it, it's anger, right? Yes. Of all of those things? Well, Can we not be aggravated and it not be angry or frustrated and it not be anger? I I just want to know. Well, let's just say we can be saddened and grieved when we see wrong. But we are to respond with the character of Christ with the disposition. So when, when we're making excuses for ourselves and saying, oh, well, I'm just overwhelmed or I'm just irritated or aggravated... We have to know that what we're really saying is, I'm angry. Well, Sharon, have you not maybe gone to some friend or some person and just said, well, I need to get this off my chest. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Yes. And then you literally verbally vomit all over the person whom you think is your problem or your source or the culprit of your situation. Uh Uh-huh. Or we'll go to somebody else and justify our getting it off our chest in the form of a gossip. Mm -hmm. And I know many churches say we are concerned about prayer meetings because they can turn into (laughs) gossip sessions. Right. All right. Yes. So we don't need to get it off our chest. What we do need to do is confess it unto the Lord that we're in a struggle and to have him show us how to appropriate his provisions with his mindset, with his character on how to handle the negative. But you know what, Sharon? Anger is, is really like a dynamite, stick of dynamite. It needs a detonator to set it off. Okay. And And anything could be the detonator, huh? Well, somebody else or something else must light the fuse. Mm. And I have heard very godly, sincere people say 
they made me so angry. Uh-huh. That is an impossible statement to be truth. No one can make you angry. Uh-huh. They can only be the detonator to show the anger that is already lying hidden within your own heart and soul. Wow. So that means we're transferring our own confusion in our brain and blaming someone else what we refuse to take responsibility for. Okay. I said that to a pastor once, and he looked at me rather vividly, and then he looked at me rather sheepishly. (laughs) I rest my case. (laughs) But that is where bitterness and depression can develop if we think it is somebody else's fault on why oh, we're angry. Right, right, right. That's true. Because if we're always blaming someone else, then we don't really know what's wrong with us, and it can lead us to depression, right? Well, yes, and here's the real cliffhanger. Let's go blame God for it all. Mm. This loss happened to me. This illness happened mm-hmm. to me. This was destroyed. I lost my job. I was born in the in a war-torn country. And so we blame God for whatever we don't like. Right. And to think that we must tell God that we need to forgive him mm. for what he's allowed in our life is really blasphemy. It's wow. really not understanding the whole purpose of the plan of why you were put in that womb in the first place to be born into a world to where you're to be light and overcoming darkness in where we have been called to be born for this time of why right. we were created in the first place. Right. But we have to recognize that only God can forgive wrongs, and we are called to stand in Him when we need the forgiveness that He has already forgiven. Okay. Wow. So we need to always remember that His love is what we're called to live in because His name and His work on the cross has given us everything that we need to live in his love so that anger doesn't dominate. And that's and that really goes back to the root. If if we're allowing anger to be our dominant emotion and not taking that back to the Lord in prayer and meditating in our heart and repenting what we need to repent, forgiving others as we move through our lives, allowing God to use even people to expose the sin that's really hidden in our heart, then anger will take over. These emotions will stunt our maturity in Christ so that we won't be effective. We won't be light. We won't be salt. Well, let's take today's lesson from anger to apathy, and here's our steps. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. We start off with irritation, exasperation, and frustration. We've talked about uh-huh. that. That will take us into hostility and resentment and aggravation. Okay. And we've talked about that. That then allows anger, fury, and rage to explode like dynamite. Mm. And our bodies cannot handle that kind of intensity mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. So we resort to apathy. Now we're going to just go to indifference, bitterness, and revenge. Mm. And we just set ourselves aside in our own little world and become apathetic to everyone and everything around us, including 
the truth of the scriptures. And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.